Heavenly Father, we uh, come before you this uh, beautiful evening, Lord, thanking you once again for your goodness, your grace. And as we look at the psalm, Lord, we rem we're reminded that you're a God who helps his people, that you're a God who comes uh, to the needy, to the afflicted. Uh, you're a God who listens to prayer. Uh, you're the only God who listens to prayer. Um, and I pray that we can learn to draw close to you. And uh, moments of prosperity, moments of need, moments of, of joy, affliction, no matter what the circumstance may be, that your people can see that you're a good God. I pray that our eyes be opened, that our ears be opened, that we can hear your word, that we can see uh, your, your, just your goodness, Lord. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are in, in, this, uh, in this study right now. And for those even who are not, Lord, I pray for blessings upon their life. I pray that at this time, as we open up the scriptures and we continue diving in, uh, asking the scripture questions, uh, probing it, Lord, I pray that our minds will be nourished Stretch us, God. Stretch us wide today. Uh, stretch our hearts. And uh, I pray that much fruit will come out of this. And many people can be blessed because we know you more, Lord. And we can uh, pour out what we've uh, put in, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And we pray for this nation. And we pray that uh, you bring peace, comfort, joy upon many people who are just lost, uh, worried, sick, Lord, uh, confused. I pray that your Holy Spirit will come upon this world, Lord, in a, in a mighty way. And many people can come to know you, Lord, and turn to salvation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, follow me. to. Um, I'm, we're going to be in Proverbs uh, this evening. Proverbs chapter 2. Um, I hope that some of you maybe came ready to dialogue. Um, I, when, when I teach, I, I like when, um, well, I think when all of us teach, we like pretty much like when you guys are involved um um so if you know hopefully we're going to talk about wisdom today um so i pray that um that god will will open up our minds our understanding as we approach the scriptures um so the topic will be wisdom and then there'll be a lot of subtopics uh, depending on where we're led and um and so uh, you already know how this goes um there is no end so we can stop in between as i teach you know, if you're like, you know what, this, you know, this stand out, this standing out, or I want to talk about this, or um, let's do it. Um, let the Lord lead us. So let's go to Proverbs 2. I want to read it one way. I'm going to read it through once, and then we're going to kind of go back and, and talk, a little bit, I'll talk a little bit about wisdom and what that means for our lives, uh, what that means for our everyday living, um, how this is applied, the benefits, the rewards, um, uh, the warnings. Um, of course, we can look at the, the whole scripture to, to see wisdom, but I think the book of Proverbs uh, gives us these, these instant nuggets of gold, um, and it helps us um, to be able to live wise lives in a practical way on a day-to-day -day basis. So Proverbs 2, follow me. It says, my son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding, for if you cry for discernment, Lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. And he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil. From the man who speaks 
perverse things from those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and, whose, and who are devious in their ways, to deliver you from the, from the strange woman, from the adulteress who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, and her house sinks down to death and her tracks lead to the dead. None who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. So there's a, a, a lot here that we can cover. And so let me open up with a few things here. Right here in this, in, in this section of the Proverbs, uh, one of the things is obviously is, is the pursuit of wisdom or seeking wisdom. We see the blessing of possessing wisdom. Uh, we see the pain you avoid because you possess wisdom. So let me repeat that to you. We, got, we, we know that we must seek it. We must pursue it, right? It, it, you know, this is not, um, you know, like a, a cup of noodle, just add water and instantly you're, you know, you're wise. No, we must seek it. We must pursue it. We must long for this, um, you know, and then not only that, there is true blessings that come when you possess wisdom. And not only that, you avoid a lot of pain in life, a whole lot of pitfalls if you acquire wisdom. And that's what we see uh, throughout this. So just for, um, let me give you to define terms here. So, you know, you know we're, we have to understand that learning, learning facts, okay, does not give one wisdom, okay? Just because we learn facts about something, even about scripture, does not mean that you automatically become wise. Um, so one of, the, one of the definitions for knowledge is um, it gives you facts. Uh, you know, it has to do with educa educating yourself. It helps you be well-informed and much more, obviously. So we, just to give you like a little snippet on this. And, and wisdom, if we were to try to define this, I'm going to try to define it as we speak, but, you know, in a, in a, in a um, with the definition would, it takes... It, it, you know, it takes your knowledge to a deeper level, okay? And um, it's good judgment. Uh, this helps you discern between right and wrong and takes your morals to another level. Uh, somebody uh, wrote, divine wisdom uh, is insight into the nature of things. I like that. Divine wisdom is into the nature of things. It's to see how things really are, right? Not just having facts about something, but to understand that the, the true nature of certain things. And uh, I think that hits it right on, um, right on it for me. And so we know through the book, of, uh, uh, right before this in Proverbs 1, 7, um, we know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And, you know, fools despise wisdom and understanding. So we know, we know this off the bat, that, you know, the fear of the Lord leads us into this. But not only that, foolish people despise wisdom. And something really interesting to, to see is, uh, b besides the fact, uh, in biblical terms, so if we were to ask somebody in, uh, in secular terms, so somebody who does not know Christ and somebody who is not, um, uh, somebody who is not a follower of Jesus or not concerned at all with scripture, they usually put knowledge and wisdom as, you know, synonymous. So they usually don't, they, they don't really separate it a whole lot. Um, and that's what I, when I was reading a little bit, a lot of people who, who, um, 
uh, they'll try to define it by you know certain you know certain elements of things but in reality they it's almost synonymous and it's really not in the bible you see a lot of people that have knowledge but lack wisdom and so um uh job 28 28 tells us uh, you know and to man he said behold the fear of the lord that is wisdom and to depart from evil is understanding so you see automatically knowledge doesn't tell you to depart from evil knowledge gives you facts okay well you know if you do this you know this could be uh this could be bad for you but it it's 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 the sound mind it's sound judgment that we need that comes from the lord and that's why job when he says and to man he said who god he said what that the fear of the lord you know that is wisdom that we actually that we have a right view of god that we um that we acknowledge him for who he is uh and, and again when we have the fear of the Lord, we're not going to talk about the fear of the Lord right now. We've talked about it multiple times. You know, it, it's, it's to understand that he is our heavenly father and our father will discipline us at times. Does not mean that he doesn't love us. It means that in fact, that means he loves us. It's a confirmation. That, and, and we have to understand that, that, uh, that at times um, uh, we're, we're going to feel, you know, I, you know, I don't know it, it, when something happens in our life, we may feel, why is this happening to me or why not? But we must understand that, it, you know, trial, suffering, discipline, all that is part of a child's growth and it's part of our Christian growth. Um, and so to depart from, uh, from, uh, from evil is understanding. This is in Job 28, 28. So as we, as we choose to do what is right, you know, that is true understanding. And, um, uh, you know, so, you know, you, you're going to, you probably have met many people who are very smart, right? And so I'm trying to, trying to give you guys an understanding of this better. And it's better with an example. There's a lot of people um, who are smart um, and who make some catastrophic decisions and choices in life. I mean, there's some intelligent people who lack common sense. Um, you know, there's some really, all you have to do is look at who runs our country. All right. And I don't want to go into that section, but all you have to do, you know, you, to be a politician, you don't, you don't need common sense. That's not part of, of school, but not, not going to talk about that, but so what, what, there's a whole lot of people who are super intelligent. Okay. And, and you'll notice that this, they ruin their marriages, they ruin their career, they ruin, um, uh, the companies, uh, they ruin friendships, they ruin their finances, they ruin their morality. And, and people always say, man, that person was so smart. He or she graduated from so-and-so place. They've done so-and-so they've lived for so many years. They've done X, you know, X, Y, Z, and they couldn't figure that out. And, and because there is a difference between being a smart person and having knowledge and having wisdom from above. And so um, not that people who are wise don't make mistakes, um, but we do know the difference between right and wrong. Um, and when I say right and wrong, I mean in God's standards. Um, I'm not speaking in worldly standards for those are all subjective. God's standards are absolute. There's certain things that are wrong and there's certain things that are right. And it's the wisdom of God. It's the mind of God, the mind of Christ that helps us enter into these uh, different avenues. Uh, so if we were to examine uh, um, the book of Proverbs in different sections, um, you would see things like, um, you know, obviously in the beginning, the, the first couple of chapters in the book of Proverbs, uh, it would be the, the layout of wisdom. It lays out different things, the benefits, the warnings, um, the results. Uh, wisdom invites, wisdom shouts in the street. You see different things that, that have to do with wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Then you see the contrast of the righteous and the wicked. Automatically, 
uh, after he presents what is wisdom, he gives you examples. Okay, there's only two different people here. There's the righteous and there's the wicked. And it's hard for us to accept this, but that's what the Bible teaches. There's not a third little group in between. No, there's either those who follow Christ or those who are enemies of Christ. And so, um, and there's a distinction. Uh, there's, and then if you keep reading Proverbs, there's life and conduct. Again, it separates this. And it's wisdom that leads you to, to discern between the righteous and the wicked. It's wisdom that leads you into learning how to live and conduct yourselves properly. And then there's precepts and warnings. And it's wisdom that warns you about this. It's wisdom that, that helps you to understand, okay, these are the things that God has, has said, do not touch, do not do, do not say. So it's wisdom that allows us to process this. Um, and then there's, uh, later on in Proverbs, there's a lot of warnings and instructions. Again, wisdom is, is, is a doorway. That's why the book of Proverbs, it begins with wisdom. Um, in fact, in chapter one, um, in chapter one, in the first, in the first seven verses, um, it, it is the preface to Psalms. And this is the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel, to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So you see this as the book of Proverbs opens, and this is, this is the, uh, uh, as we follow Christ, this is something that we need to ask for continuously. We need wisdom. We all do uh, to make small decisions, to make big decisions. Every decision that we make in life, it, we ought to be asking for the wisdom of God and say, God, help me to, under, to, to be able to discern this, to know the difference, uh, what honors you, what does not honor you. In the, in the book of, let me read you a Psalm, Psalm 1, um, uh, 11110, um, let's see here, 11110 says, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Look, look what it, it's saying that good understanding have all those who are actually obeying his word, right? Because there's a lot of, you know, we, we can have, we can acquire a lot of wisdom. We, I'm sorry, we can acquire wise counsel, but it's, it's wise counsel doesn't make you wise. It's actually obeying the counsel that makes you wise. Okay. So, it, you know, a lot of people get good counsel, uh, counseling, uh, man, people, people get the best counseling nowadays, but if you don't actually put it into practice, then you're not going to receive the benefits of that, of that, of that session or whatever it is. And same for the word of God. The word of God warns us. The word of God teaches us. The word of God reminds us. The word of God is telling us. It is always pointing us to God because as man, we are going to look earth, we're going to look on the earthly things. Our mind is always down here and 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 we're very uh, very easily uh, we leave the heavenly and we're always earthly. Our minds are very earthly. And so we have to always keep this in mind that it's it's the wisdom of God uh, that we need continuously in our lives. Uh, to be helping us. Um, and notice in chapter two, right there in Proverbs two, how it says, you know, in, in the beginning, in the, in the beginning of verses, this is my son, right? If you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, you know, again, receive and treasure. It's not just to receive something. It's actually to 
to, to, tre to treasure these words, it means that you're guarding them. It means that you make them yours. Uh, it, it, there's a, um, you're only going to treasure those things that you love, right? And so you're, you're not going to treasure everything in your life. But the things that you love, you treasure um, and, and you, you guard, you protect. Um, and so he's saying, look, receive these words with the intention of treasuring them. And um, make, your ear uh, make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek rest over and search her for, as, as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. There's a lot of, there's a, there's a whole section before the then. And a lot of times we can discern uh, the fear of the Lord. We can discern who God is. And it's because we're not on the path of wisdom. Uh, we're on the other path. And so a lot of times we have to understand that, um, you know, if we truly desire to know God, he will reveal more of himself to us. You know, uh, you know, if, if we seek him wholeheartedly, he's going to lead us to know him more. A lot of people say, well, you know, I read the Bible and nothing really happens. Well, it's not just about reading the Bible and seeing something happens. It's to actually desire God. The, the, the God is not the Bible. Right, the Bible is the word of God and it leads us to Him, but we must actually desire to know Him, uh, to be in a relationship with Him. And I, I love how it says that it, it says to make your ear attentive, incline your heart. Right, so these are actions that we must do. We must literally train our ears for you know, for this, uh, you know, attentive to wisdom. When there's something, for example, the, the preaching of God's word, we ought to be attentive for that because that's. The wisdom of God should be should be preached to us continuously, um, you know, unless it's not a biblical teaching, obviously. But if it's if they're opening the scriptures, they're 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 and they're expounding the scriptures. That is God's word, and it's important that we make our ears attentive to that wisdom and say, God, okay, uh, I, I need to hear you. I, I want to hear you. What is it that you have for my life? And so again, this is discipline. We must we must learn to discipline our ear and say, okay, God, I want to hear what you have. I want your direction. Even when we study the Bible, we must make our ears attentive because we can read the Bible and not, and not you know, pay attention to anything we just read. So it, it's, it's making, uh, being attentive to it. Not only that, it's just incline your heart. So it's not just an ear thing, but it's actually, this, this controls our passions. This controls uh, um, our motives, our desires. Um, so again, wisdom ought not to just stay here, but it actually has to drop down to our heart. Um, it, it, it actually must must be expressed in our life. So day-to-day, uh, -day, um, we're going to need this. You know, and this is, for if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you see caress over, again, these are all actions that act, the person actually desires wisdom. It's not just a, 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 a 10 second prayer, God, give me wisdom because, uh, you know, da, da, da. no, it's actually, there is an intensity here. Um, and, and um, uh, you know, not to say that 10 second prayer isn't worth anything, but when we're in the pursuit of wisdom, it's not just uh, a, a few seconds here. A few, no, it's, it's constantly our lives are saturated by knowing God more. And verse 6 is key. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And again, so when we, when we speak of wisdom, we have to understand it is the Lord who gives wisdom. The Lord. It's not the textbooks. It's not the best teachers. It's not the best pastors. It's not the evangelists. It's not the, 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 the church we belong to. It's God. God gives wisdom. God. Um, again, I can't emphasize that enough. That is worth highlighting even if you don't highlight your Bible. 
You know, that is just, you know, God gives wisdom. If you just, if you just, I know those words are simple, but if you believe that and you, and you actually, um, oh, uh, you actually apply that to your life, knowing that, you know what, the only way that I'm going to be able to get from A to B is because of God. And the only way that I'm going to be able to get from this day to this day is because of God. It's not because of anything else, but is God using people around me to be able to lead me, to be able to instruct me. Um, it is God doing, it is God orchestrating, it is God, because it's God who gives wisdom. And I love this, from his mouth, right, from the word of God, it, you know, comes knowledge and understanding. How do we acquire knowledge? Well, we got to get in the book. We got to get in it. We, we have to understand that God is a source of all true wisdom. It's not anybody or anything else. It is God. It's God. You know, if you lack it, James says to ask for it. You know, in fact, let's go to James real quick to see that. Um, book of James chapter um, 1, uh, I think it's verse 7. Let's see here. I'm sorry, verse five, uh, verse 5. James 1, 5 says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. You know, we don't have an excuse. You know, if we don't have wisdom, the children of God, if the child needs something, he ought to ask the father, right? How is the father supposed to know if the child is not asking? And, you know, although God does know everything, you know, he wants us to go to him. He wants us to actually pursue him as our heavenly father. And so, you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, so this is a call to the church. You know, if you lack wisdom, go to the source. You know, we don't need to go to people. We need to go to the source. Of course, people can help us. But true wisdom, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I've seen so many people, um, uh, continue, a lot of people who come to know the Lord and, um, and I see their growth in the Lord. And I know it's nothing but God. I know it is. God just opens up your understanding. A lot of times, um, you know, I remember when I started falling in love with, with the word of God and, and just, with, uh, just with the person of God. Man, there was just the Bible seemed like I could never learn this. Honestly, I just, I looked at the Bible and I was scared because it's just so vast. And I'm like, how do people know this? How do people remember? How do they memorize? How do they learn? How do they teach this? And I remember sitting down and being like, oh, my gosh. You know, um, uh, you know and, and I remember praying. Um, I remember specifically praying and saying, God, man, I need your help. You know, uh, I, need, I need wisdom. And, and through, the, through, you know, through, um, uh, through seeking him and persevering in that, God, I, I, I noticed it in my own life how God just gave me light that I did not have. And I've seen that in many people. Uh, that, that they just didn't, they lack the light and God, you know, we need light to see light and God just opens up their, their mind and they can understand things. And they're just, one day they're just, they, they're, one day they're just teaching others and, and it's no, nothing else, but the work of the Holy Spirit through us. And it's, it's just God. Um, uh, let, let me, now that we're in James, go to chapter three. So we can see the distinction here. J James chapter three. Um, verses 13 and on. So we see the distinction between the earthly and the divine wisdom. James 13, uh, 3.13. It says, Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior and his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. 
But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes from above, but it is earthly, natural, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. There is a distinction. And, and so we see that the earthly wisdom is earthly. Uh, or the, the, um, the wisdom from down here is earthly, it's natural, it's demonic. In other words, it's not of God. Um, and so uh, not to say that it's useless. Of course, it could be useful. Right. You know, there's a lot of, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to just discard and say nothing is, uh, everything is useless down here. Well, no, it, it is useful, but if we're not careful, it'll lead us away from knowing God more and depending more on man. That's the problem. So if, if we understand that many people down here on, on when I mean down here in our world, obviously, um, you know, they, they, they look to man and they, and they, and they, they, they rest on the wisdom of men, not the wisdom of God. That's what I was trying to say. Like Paul said this, in Corinthians, uh, chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, I don't remember where, but he says, uh, you know, I didn't come with you with words of eloquence. I didn't come with you with, the, with, with, with superior speech. I didn't come with to impress you so that your wisdom would not rest on men, right? And so he came in the power of God. Um, and that's how we ought to be living. Um, not to, and we must understand that, you know, where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, where, where this exists, there is disorder and every evil thing. In other words, when God is not the priority in my life, there's going to be uh, a selfishness to this. And there's going to be disorder. And every evil thing, in other words, they're saying, look, man, if God is in first, then he's last. Um, but the wisdom from above is first pure. And again, this is where you mark, this is where you mark the line. Uh, this is where you see this, the, the, the morality between the world and, and, um, and, and what Christ has said. Look, look, it starts with purity. You know, but the wisdom from above is first pure, right? There's, there, it, it, in, instantly there's a purity right there that the world does not offer. The world does not offer purity of anything, right? It's God who purifies. Um, then it's peaceable, right? You know, he is the peacemaker. It, it is God who comes to bring peace. Uh, he is the one who, who can bring true peace. Um, and he is gentle. He's reasonable. He's full of mercy, full of good fruits, unwavering, right? God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore um, without hypocrisy. Again, what God says, he does. Um, you know, uh, God is not a hypocrite like man. He's, he's not man, right? And so um, even Jesus, when he was down here, he wasn't a hypocrite, right? In fact, he called out the hypocrites, right? Uh, which were the religious leaders because he said, man, do as they say, but not as they do, right? Because the problem was their lifestyles. And that's why when James opens, he says, in verse 13, Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior and his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. So wisdom is lived out. Wisdom is not some sort of just an intellectual thing. Um, and so one of, the, one of the things here is uh, in verse 14 right there in James, it says, But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so like against the truth. Again, in your heart. And go with, back with me to Proverbs chapter 2. Right there where we were. And in verse 9, it says, Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. 
Verse 10 says, For wisdom will enter your hearts, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Again, so this wisdom, it comes into our hearts. And so we must, we must understand this, that the wisdom of God is not just, set, it's not just sitting up here. It actually comes into our hearts. It, 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 um, it helps, it helps what, um, our passions, our desires, um, uh, you know, and, and every, in every different, different angle of life. Um, let, let's keep reading right there in, in, um, in um, Proverbs 2. After, and verse 7 says, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Again, this, this, this wisdom, right? And it says that God, God is the one, um, he's the one who's going to preserve. Uh, it says, I'm, I'm sorry, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. So this sound wisdom, this wisdom from above is not just spread out to everybody. It's given to his children. For those who are upright in righteousness, clothed with Christ, um, his godly ones. Again, we have, this is why we have an advantage um, as a believer in Jesus Christ. These are the blessings. These are the benefits of, of being a child of God, that we now possess the wisdom of Christ. We, for he is the wisdom of God. And so it, 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 and it's been poured out where? Within us. And, and who dwells within us? The Holy Spirit. And so it is, it is he who now ought, ought to be governing our lives and moving us. Um, in verse 12, um, oh, I'm sorry, verse 11, it says, discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. L look at these benefits, okay? These are the benefits of acquiring this. It's saying this discretion is going to guard you. You're going to have discretion. You're going to have understanding. You're, when you look at certain things, you're going to understand. You're going to have a divine insight into the nature of certain things. Uh, you know, you're going to have, you know, when, when people say, you know, we ought to be doing this because everybody else is doing it. You're, the wisdom that you have from above is going to be able to, you're going to be able to discern saying, you know what, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that God approves. And, and, and uh, you know, that might sound simple, but majority of the people just follow, just follow along. Um, uh, and we can see it in society right now. Um, somebody toots the horn and everybody just goes along with it. Nobody asks questions. Nobody questions it. You know, everybody just follows and so we need wisdom we need to discern um the church i think in my opinion i think the church lacks a lot of wisdom in general i think we just we make decisions without consulting god when i see the church in general as a whole a lot of times i see the church uh, um, uh, quarreling and and um just uh, disunity and it just it's just uh, obviously la uh, lack of immaturity and stuff but just no wisdom you know we we Sometimes we just we're, we're living on the fumes of the past. In other words, we don't we're living on on my past accomplishments, on what I used to do, and not what God is doing through me right now. You know, we we shouldn't live on the fumes of experience. We should live on a day to day basis with God. Um, you know, um, a lot of people just live off the fumes of twenty years ago. You know, you hear this when you talk to people in the gospel for a long time. They're like, "Well, yeah, I remember twenty years ago we used to do this." I remember 40 years ago, I used to walk to church in the rain and I used to walk and did, I, I mean, I hear all kinds of stories. Maybe you don't, but I do. And I hear, you know, and I'm like, and I tell people, you know, what happened? <laughs> did God change? Um, you know, um, you know, what happened? You know, and, and a lot of times it's because we're not renewing this relationship with God daily. And we're living on this past experiences, which they're good. Experiences good. They're, they teach us things. They, uh, they remind us of the goodness of God. 
but we ought to be pursuing freshness in the spirit. Just uh, the, 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 the fire are not to be let out in our lives. Um, just like the fire was continuous in the Old Testament, we see this as a sign and a symbol of the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And the presence of God, the, 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 the fire cannot, it was never let out. And even in our lives, we cannot let that fire out, especially when it comes to wisdom. We need a sound mind. And this doesn't come by age. This doesn't come by last name. This doesn't come with an inheritance from an inheritance, right? It doesn't come from, uh, you can't acquire, you can't purchase this. This comes from God. This is what the, this, this is, this is what I love about our God that, you know, you can be, you can be, I mean, the most uneducated, poor, um, um, this less, whatever you want, the worst condition, okay, person. And God can just open up your understanding and you can know things that other people don't know. Why is that? Because of God, because there's God within you. Um, and that's, I, I think that's just a mighty thing. Um, and verse 12 says, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. Again, this is a special advantage as a result of acquiring wisdom. A special advantage that you have is it'll deliver you from the way of evil. Again, the more that you possess wisdom, the less headaches you're going to have in life. You're just not going to make dumb decisions. You know, you're not. You're not going to be just moving on the fly and saying, you know what, I'll do this, I'll do this. No, you're going to ask, actually consult God and say, God, does this please you? Does this honor you? And not, and not, you know, fall into the traps of the enemy and say, okay, God, come and rescue me, please. No, and, you know, and it's, it, it, we ought to be um, people who seek wisdom. Verse 13 says, uh, from those who leave the paths of righteous, uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, uh, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Look what, this is what wisdom does. It, it literally protects you from those who are no longer walking with Christ. It literally protects you um, uh, from the way of darkness. It literally guards you. Um, it, 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 um, you del- uh, from those who delight in doing evil, right? It, you, there's people uh, that we need to be careful with, and it's wisdom that keeps us away from them. Uh, a lot of times, unwise people, that's why a lot of young people make very foolish decisions. A lot of young people, why is that? Because they lack wisdom, they lack experience, they lack um, um, the quality of paying attention, and so what happens is they fall into pitfall after pitfall after pitfall, and they and they follow people who are doing evil. They follow people who are not in the path of righteousness. They follow people who are in the ways of darkness, and then they're and then when they hit their head a couple of times, then they're like, oh man, okay, I shouldn't have done that. Should, you know, we've all experienced these things, obviously ourselves, but that's because in our youth. We ought to be seeking God more and more. Um, not to say that adults don't, because adults are just equally um, uh, unwise as young people. Um, and so we, we, see these, uh, we see these benefits. We see the results um, of, of, of acquiring wisdom. Then it says, verse 16 to 19, there's, there's wisdom protects us from, the, from many pitfalls of immoralities. There's all kinds of immoralities that we can fall into. And the book of Proverbs actually speaks very clearly about these things. And so that's what I love about it. it, it it's not sugarcoating. It's not saying, well, maybe this, maybe. No, it's saying straight out. You know, it's going to deliver you from immoralities, to, from, from strange women, from the adulteress who flatters with her words, right? That leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her tracks lead to, de- to the dead. 
and none who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. So we see how it's wisdom who protects you. And so, you know, immorality can come in all sorts of, of, of forms. And a lot of times as in our, in our, um, in our life, we're, if we're not feeding ourselves properly with the word of God, we're going to be easy praise to this easy. Uh, we're going to be easy praise and we're going to succumb to the ways of the enemy. Um, so, and it's, and it's wisdom who's going to deliver you from this because it's God who's given it to you. Um, uh, it, it, it's this, this is the way it works. It's not going to be, it's, you're not going to learn just because somebody told you, although you can pay attention, but it wisdom will guard you from these things. Um, uh, let me, let me take you the, let me take you to the book of Matthew. Follow me. Um, and I'll give you guys some time right now if you want to say something, but let me finish before I forget. Matthew chapter seven, um, Matthew seven, um, verses 24. 7, 24 to 29. So speaking of foundations, okay, so th this is an example uh, that Christ was teaching. And, um, and we, we, we have to understand, as, as the psalmist said in Psalm 11.3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? So our foundation, you know, we have to, we have to understand this, that there is only two foundations, and so what we build upon, you know, will determine, you know, well, let, let's read this. So, so um, verse 24 says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and the slammed against the house and yet it did not fall for it had been founded upon the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house and it fell and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Um, so what do we see here? We see the foundations, right? If, if in how we build this now understand this, that, What's interesting on this, on this text is that rain, the floods came, and the winds blew. It's equal. It comes over both, right? The rain's going to come. The storms are going to come. Uh, there's going to be difficulties in the life of, of both builders, of the wise and the foolish. But, ones, but one will stand. It will stand the test, and that's the wise person who built upon the rock. And so what, what was the difference? Simply this. They both heard the word of God, but one didn't act on them. So we see in verse 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to the wise man. So the difference is in obedience. So, you know, we can hear a lot of good teachings. We can hear a lot of good. We can read the best books. We can read the scriptures day by day. We can, we can read from the mind of God. But if we're not obeying it, we're not going to, we're, we're actually not even going to be, we're not going to become more wiser. We're just more guilty of, of, of whatever we do because we know better. We're reading it. And so the wise man is he who acts on the word of God. Um, it's, it's so simple. I love, the, I love the teachings of Jesus because Jesus was, I mean, there was the wise builder and there was the foolish builder. I mean, anybody could understand this, right? And then he uses an illustration that even more people understand. You know, there, there, there's a house. One's upon a rock. One's upon the sand. Right. I mean, it's common sense. You would, you know, some would say, 
why in the world would you build a house upon the sand, right? That's common sense. But that's what the foolish people lack. Uh, they lack common sense. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, um, we, you have to understand, you, you, may, you may ask, man, that person is so intelligent. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're wise. Uh, the person has, uh, uh, you know, um, the person's accomplished this and that. It doesn't mean they're wise. And you see this in, in look at society. I, I see this, you know, we, we look at the news and you're like, man, these people had everything. And, and one decision ruined everything for their career. One bad decision. One bad move. Um, one bad word that they spoke. They, they say something out of line, and now they're out of a job. Now they're out of, they're out of the medical field. They're out of the school. They're out of whatever. Uh, and so unwise, uh, uh, being unwise is going to lead us to a whole lot of complications. And that's why wisdom is for all ages. Wisdom is for all times. Wisdom is for every day. Um, it, Psalm 89, 14 tells us, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before you. This is the throne of God. The foundation that, that, that speaking of God, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And, and the only way we're going to be able to discern this true righteousness, true justice is with the wisdom of God. Well, understand this, that righteousness and justice are the foundations of the throne of God. Doing right, uh, uh, living right, and doing right. You know, living right and doing right is the foundation. In other words, we ought to be living this out. Again, in James, we saw that, you know, who is wise? Well, show it by his good deeds. In Matthew, we see in the teaching of Jesus is the wise one is he who acts. Again, everything has to do with our deeds. It, it leads to our deeds. Um, it's not how much we acquire, but what we do. Uh, it's not how much we, we understand, but it's what we do with what we understand. Um, it, it's not how much we say we know God, but how much do we actually obey God? Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, it, it leads us to actions, to actions. There must be a life change. There must be um, uh, something in our life um, um, that pushes us toward obedience. Um, Proverbs uh, 1025 says that when, um, when the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. So speaking of foundations, so when the storm passes, the wicked is gone. In other words, they're, they're destroyed, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation because they're wise, because it builds upon the rock. Again, there's a distinction here. The foolish person, once the storm hits, man, they're a wreck. And, and, you know, and the storm can come in many shapes and sizes. Just look, again, look at society. I point to her. You, can, you guys can come up with tons of examples. Somebody loses their job and they fall apart. They fall apart. They, you know, because all their meaning and hope was upon that job or that career, whatever you want to call it. And so um, they, they, or they, they can't finish school and they fall apart. Um, they, you know, they, they lose, um, a spouse, they fall apart because they used to worship their spouse. They're, they lose a child as hard as that may be They're, your life, your life must continue. Uh, we can't say that I live for my children. Uh, we ought to live for God. And these are hard things to say, uh, you know, but that's the truth. Um, our life cannot fall apart when things happen to us, nor can we blame God when things happen to us. Um, nor can we look, um, uh, nor can we even play the role of a victim. Um, you know, no, we're no, we're not a victim. Um, it, it's, it's just part of life. And so there's a whole lot of things that wisdom will help us understand. Um, 
Uh, I want to, if anybody wants to share anything, you're welcome to. Um, let me let me go back here. Proverbs. Um, let me let me finish this off. If if you want to share something, I'll give you time now. Verse twenty to twenty two says, "So you will walk in the way of good men and keep on the paths of righteous, for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it." Again. Wisdom is going to lead us to walk with good men. Um, if you want to be wise, walk with the wise. You know, if you want to be foolish, walk with the foolish. Um, it's just, it, that's just the way it goes. Um, and it says that for the upright, we'll live in the land. Um, we can connect this to the new heavens and the new earth. Um, it's, 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 the, it's the meek. It's the mild. It's the poor in spirit who inherit. It's the, those who are pure in heart. Uh, when you look at the Beatitudes, it's certain people who will inherit. Uh, uh, the new heaven and the new earth. And it, right here it says, the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Um, so it, it just interesting things here, uh, just to connect with the end times. Um, that, you know, it's it, the ones who are going to dwell with God in the new heavens and the new earth are those who belong to God. Um, it's, it's not just random people. It's those who belong to God. And those who belong to God have chosen the path of wisdom and, um, and they've made the right decisions and they did not just learn wisdom, but they actually lived it out. They actually acted upon the word of God. And that's why they were wise. They were not wise because they sat under Jesus. They were wise because they followed Jesus, right? So they were not wise because they were, they were called disciples. They were wise because they actually followed Jesus Christ. They actually imitated him, right? People were not martyred and persecuted uh, because um, they claimed to be Christian. No, they were martyred and persecuted because they actually were Christians for the testimony of their faith, says Revelation. Not because just because of their faith, but the testimony of their faith. And that's why martyrs, um, uh, that's why martyr, uh, martyrdom happened to many people because the testimony, and that has to do with lifestyle, and that has to do with decision-making in our lives. And a lot of times it will not be easy. Um, you know, I tell you guys, I don't want to, uh, I want to make sure you understand the cost uh, of, of following Jesus Christ. It's not supposed to be easy, but God makes it possible. Um, and the Holy Spirit gives us the, um, the, the, the capacity, empowers us. Uh, he teaches us how to do this day by day. Um, and at the end of the day, it's God working through us um, for his good pleasure. It's him literally working through our lives. Um, it's not us. It's not our effort. It's God working through our our tiny little effort that we can put in, if anything, we can put, you know, our strength is limited. Um, uh, and, but it's God uh, empowering us day by day. So I want to open it up. If anybody want any thoughts on wisdom um, or any of the texts that we read, I want to make sure we give you guys some time or any, anything that, that any examples that you may have uh, pertaining to wisdom or lack of wisdom. Don't rush in, okay? I can start. Um, what, like from verses 12 to, to 19, like all of the things that wisdom will protect us from, I was also thinking that it will also protect us. Like these are all the things that wisdom will protect us from becoming as well. We could, because again, like we can know, we can have like head knowledge and all of that regarding um, the Lord and his word, 
but just having that knowledge alone does not prevent us from being wicked or doing wicked things. It's the fear of the Lord, and that's the beginning of wisdom. So um, it'll also help us to not become or live out in ways that are wicked and perverse. Anybody else want to share anything? Um, do you do you guys see the importance of wisdom? You guys see that? I mean, it's it's um, uh, it, it's 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 very true. Uh, you know, I've told you guys before, probably a couple of times, probably many times. I repeat things a lot, but um, uh, uh, when I when I when I started uh, when I started taking my relationship with the Lord serious, and I started being active in the ministry, I remember about about a year after, um, I sat down with somebody who was helping me out um, to uh, he, not mentoring me. He, in a, he was mentoring me in a sense, but uh, I was I was just learning from him. And he sat me down and he goes, look, Hummer, he goes, this is your problem. <laughs> he sat me down in his living room. He said, you have a lot of zeal and a little bit of wisdom. You have a lot of zeal and you lack wisdom. And that's how the conversation started that night in his living room. So think about that, you know, uh, and I thank the Lord for that. I do. I was really mad. I was, believe me, I was mad. Um, just that just shows how much wisdom I had. Uh, you know, I, I was actually mad at him. I didn't tell him um, uh, until uh, until years after, but I, you know, I was I was really mad um, that he's. I was like, I can't believe he said that. You know, I know Jesus Christ. I love Jesus Christ. Um, and um, and he, yeah, and he sat me down. He told me you lack wisdom. I was like, oh man. And then he gave me a big old lecture and stuff. Um, and um, he uh, like, quoted a lot of verses and stuff, but I, I don't think I remember anything because I was so mad, which was, you know, so immature of me, but that's the truth. And then years after, I, I, when I saw him, and, then year, and years after, um, um, I was able to help him, you know, with a couple things and there and there, and, uh, and I confessed to him, and he was laughing. He was laughing real hard at the fact that, you know, how mad I got, but it was but because it hurt me so bad because it was so true. Um, that's, you know, truth really does hurt. Um, and so I'll share that with you guys because it's good. Good for you guys to know. Cause everybody needs that reminder. Anybody else want to share anything pertaining to wisdom? Um, there's a whole lot that covered here. I know, but I, I kind of wanted to go through the whole chapter and not just grab a verse. Nobody else. Man, you guys are quiet. Anthony's not here, that's why Anthony would have jumped in right now. Nobody else? Okay. Um, All right, well. In the first, huh? I'll say something. I was waiting for someone to go. Um, but also... Well, obviously, this is like the obvious. These are obvious things that I just wrote in my note when we were starting to read the the chapter. So I wrote that if you obey the first four verses, then verses five to eleven is gonna are going to be the results, and it'll keep us from falling into verses twelve to nineteen. And then the conclusion will be, the conclusion of our lives will be in verses twenty to twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good chapter break. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's good to do that to uh, to try to. It's good to do to try to outline the, the chapters. It's really good. It helps you out, especially if you're writing your Bibles, because you can save that on there. Um, if you don't write in your Bible, repent and start writing your Bible. But um, yeah, um, but yeah, it, yeah. If you if verses one one to, um, yeah, just the beginning of first verses um, right before verse verse six or first five verses. Mm-hmm. I mean, this shows the the, it's like the formula. And mm-hmm. then the results. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, making your ear attentive, you know, um, inclining your heart if you cry. I mean, and this, this is of an intensity here. Um, and I think that we ought to, you know, if, if, we, if we truly understood that, that if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, that just gives an example of how precious this is, right? If we truly understood the value of wisdom, you know, we would search. Um, right. You know, if you knew there was a treasure in your house that somebody left before you got there, man, believe me, you wouldn't care about ruining the walls. You wouldn't care about ruining the floor. You would be like, you know what? I got to get this treasure, you know? And so why is that? Because you know, the value, you know, that if you found that pot of gold that the leprechaun left, you know, you know, that, um, you would be all right in, in your eyes. Right. Well, this is much greater than that. You know, we ought to pursue his, that's why this is a daily thing. Um, uh, you know, day to day, you know, pray to God in, in whichever way you pray, in whichever way you seek God. But this, this ought to be part of, of, of our constant prayer life that, because we have to make choices every day and decisions have to be made and, and important ones. And some of them will affect you and impact you for the rest of your life. Um, so some of them are small and the, and the consequence could be minor, but some of them are big and the consequence could be major. Um, so we, we got to make sure that we are pursuing the wisdom of God. Anybody else want to share anything? You want to share, Carol? <laughs> I'm trying Go to ahead. be wise. I'm trying to be wise. Um, yeah I think like the fact that like like there's two things that I'm thinking and like the first one is um, that desire like you're saying like once you know wisdom and experience wisdom godly wisdom like you don't want to stop searching it because you can see the power it has amongst believers and amongst non-believers and so I really like was encouraged when you were saying like um like the difference like knowing that when like or you were super angry when someone corrected you and then now knowing like that you're able to look at them and even provide like edification to their lives because of that wisdom and only because of the wisdom that you learned through Christ that has allowed you to get to that point and so I feel like um like that yeah like I totally agree and believe that like wisdom is here to call us and it's here to like walk with Christ in it and like he'll increase it and so it'll like yeah so that's the first one that I was like do the power of wisdom because um it shows like again like the disciples Luke was Luke was educated but others weren't and yet they had so much power when they spoke 
and people were even amazed of why they were speaking with such eloquency because at that time the philosophers had the most like knowledge or the most credit and and knowledge gives you authority but not necessarily wisdom and like and so then at so then the next part was like how we're living today like how you were at the, saying at the beginning like there's people that have so much knowledge and yet like you can see their foolish actions and that just like reminds me again of like the discernment that comes with wisdom because yes wisdom i give you like a lot of knowledge but knowing when to say it and how to say it will make the biggest difference in your daily living and in the people around you so like so i, I just thought of like knowledge from the head is like authority for society but like wisdom in the heart is like power and discernment to like keep walking and living your your life um and being like the salt and 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 being the light um and so like the only two scriptures that like i was thinking that that were not mentioned was the um Proverbs 9 9 it says give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser and teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning and so it just goes to show like again some people might if someone's getting corrected someone who's not wise might think that it's like a bad thing and that like they're being like um being foolish but someone who's wise will then at that moment be like, no, like I'm only getting wiser. Like I'm only learning from everyone around me. And that's a good feeling to have. And then the other one, and the good feeling, I don't mean it as an emotion, but as like integrity. And then the other one was the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. So I just feel like um, you never like reach a point of like wisdom goals. Like there's always, in the in the flesh there's always going to be moments that you every day there has to be a moment for you to seek for wisdom and, and and discernment from the holy spirit but it's beautiful that proverbs and like other scriptures give you like the comparison between the foolish and the and the, and the wise and it's pretty clear to know like okay before i used to speak a lot like now let me listen or like before i used to answer before like, doing things but now like now i'm gonna like let other people speak before me so i just feel like it's, it's beautiful how it gives you all the the maps mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome I, yeah I, I didn't catch that one the the i missed that one the, the proverbs 99 that's a really good one um the give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser teach righteous men and he will increase his learning that that's another thing i missed right there that wisdom um the wise are teachable that's a that's an important thing there those who are wise are actually teachable. Uh, the foolish think they know it all, and that's why they're foolish. Um, and so um, what, one of the things that, you know, to connect with that uh, is that wisdom shouts in the street. It says in Proverbs 1.20, literally wisdom is shouting. But the, the foolish, you know, they don't care. Uh, the foolish don't, you know, they, they, they don't care for it. They hate wisdom. They hate, they, 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 they know it already. Um, so that's true what Carol, when she mentioned right there in, in verse in chapter nine, verse nine, uh, you know, get, you, you instruct a wise person, they're only going to get wiser. Um, you know, you instruct a fool, um, and, you know, and he just might, you know, um, you know, what is it? Oh, actually right there in verse, um, verse eight, <laughs> do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. There you go right there. You know, it just shows an example. You know, you correct, um, uh, you correct somebody. And, uh, you know, to, to use my example, 
uh, you know, myself, you know, when I got corrected, you know, I didn't hate the person, but I was very angry, which biblical terms I would behave, um, you know, and reprove, you know, reprove a wise man and he will love you. And, and it wasn't until the Lord opened my eyes that I was actually able to love that, um, uh, th those words that were shared to me. And it took years, um, uh, when I, when I think about it. And so it just, just a, a beautiful, um, reminder. Yeah. We're, we, we must be teachable at all times. Um, so amen, amen and amen for sure. All right. Well, let's pray since nobody else wants to share. That's fine. Now I'm just going to continue teaching. So let's pray and, um, may the Lord help us. And, um, may we ask for wisdom day by day. Uh, you know, this, uh, you know, th there's, there's no, there's no easy way on this. We, you know, the Lord gives wisdom, you know, remember that the Lord is going to give you the wisdom. If you need it, if you lack it, ask for it and the Lord will bless you with it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you once again for your word. We thank you for the teaching. Uh, we thank you for allowing us to be able to just sit under the teacher of the Holy Spirit, God, and just continuously um, uh, just using uh, myself, using uh, Anthony Bralia as mouthpieces uh, to, to just to instruct your people, Lord. I pray that we ourselves will continuously be taught, be learning, be edified so um, we can edify the body, Lord. And also, everybody else, so that we can equally, Lord, be taught, edified, Lord, by your Holy Spirit continuously, so we can teach others, we can just pour out to others. I thank you for the ability, Lord, to be able to meet. Um, I, I thank you for the, uh, the high privilege that we have to open up the scriptures and read them and delight in them and be instructed. I pray that you pour out wisdom from above upon our lives, God. Each and every one of us, Lord, we need wisdom, Lord. And I pray that desire, my brother and sister, Lord, will be that, that you give us wisdom, God, that you give us wisdom to make decisions that will impact us, Lord, um, uh, greatly, Lord. And even decisions that are small in life, that we will just be wise people and we will learn how to speak uh, when necessary, learn how to be quiet uh, when we must be quiet, God, when we must uh, move, when we, must, when we have to act, whatever we have to do, Lord, I pray that your wisdom be upon us. And as the scripture teaches us, the wise person is he who obeys, he who acts upon your word, um, he who shows it by his good behavior, by his deeds, by his conduct. I pray that my brothers and sisters, um, I pray that myself, Lord, that we will all, Lord, live lives that are worthy to be imitated um, and that we will be wise and know that wisdom is a high value, Lord, that we must search for her as silver, as precious treasure, as gold, as whatever we treasure, we must, uh, we must pursue wisdom um, just with intensity, with sincerity, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, because we know it comes from you. And uh, we praise your name and we pray, pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.